In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I am, during the week, Monday through Thursday, and on Sundays, the lead pastor at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn. But when you catch me right here on WAVA, I have the privilege to host this show as we talk about what it looks like to make a difference right here in the Washington metro area as the gospel makes way. Now, there's a good chance that you might have heard this scripture before I'm about to read, whether you've heard it in church or whether you just happen to go to your grandma's house and it's on a plaque on the wall with a big eagle. Listen to it. The words of Isaiah chapter 40. It says this in verse 30 and 31, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope or put their trust in the Lord, they will renew their strengths. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, we all fall on hard times, but specifically when children fall on hard times, it's even more important to make sure that we show them and they experience the hope, the joy, and love that only comes permanently from Jesus. So today we're going to talk to Janine Buser about a program called Operation Christmas Child. It's a ministry that delivers shoebox gifts to children around the world as a tangible expression of God's love. We're also going to hear uh, from Alex. And Alex's last name, I'm going to get this right, hopefully, Sinjamana. He is a shoebox recipient, and his life was transformed himself by the hope that he found when he received this gift through God's plan for him. So I want you today to hear about Operation Christmas Child and how it's never too early to talk about Christmas and making a difference through the gospel in children's lives. So Janine, thanks for joining us. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for this opportunity. And I can guarantee hearing Alex's testimony later will be a treat for everyone. Yeah. So Janine, let's start with you. I want to tell people a little bit about you. You're a Georgetown U graduate. Uh, first career in government affairs and government affairs, and then after homeschooling for 20 years, you're currently a Boots and Roots early childhood teacher for the Center of Water Homeschool Learning Community in Northern Virginia. Uh, you're married, four adult children, and you're a member of Cherrydale Baptist Church in Arlington, longtime friend of the program, WAVA, One Heart DC, Steve King, who Absolutely. is moving to Texas pretty soon. Great uh, founding, uh, not founding pastor, but longtime pastor there. Mm -hmm. You volunteer um, for Operation Christmas Child in the D.C. metro area, which is D.C., Arlington, City of Falls Church. And you've been with the year-round team since 2016, and you've been packing shoeboxes since 1999. And you grasp this, this truth about how this simple, single gift can internally impact a child's life and, in many ways, create opportunities for them to increase their connection with Jesus, and you have a passion to help increase the number of shoeboxes as well. 
that can be packed by our community. Now, it's possible, Janine, that people may have heard the term Operation Christmas Child before, or this might be the first time. So let's not assume that they remember or know what exactly it is. Talk to us a little bit about Operation Christmas Child, if you would, how it got its start, and maybe in how many children it serves on a, a particular year or so far. Absolutely. Operation Christmas Child definitely is a way for children to tangibly experience the love of God. We are a joint effort with churches around the world to share the good news of Jesus through a shoebox gift. Mm -hmm. And it's our international ministry partners who are the ones who are not only delivering these gifts, but also sharing the gospel with the boys and girls in their own communities um, and sharing about Jesus, God's greatest gift. Yeah. Uh, the start of the ministry was back in the early 90s uh, during the Bosnian War. Samaritan's Purse President Franklin Graham was asked to supply some shoebox gifts as an right. encouragement to these children. So from that first collection of 20,000 gifts, uh, by the end of 2021, we have collected over 198 million shoeboxes, which mm. allows over 198 million children to learn about Jesus. And, um, and they have been delivered to over 170 countries and territories um, since 93. That's amazing. I know my wife and I participate in Operation Christmas Child. I'm fairly convinced that she buys shoes for the reason of justifying doing Operation Christmas Child many times. But that's a story for a different time. And I'm hoping that my wife isn't listening to the show and I just got myself in trouble. But She's not the one who is hiding teddy bears in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when you think about a shoebox, it's not necessarily a very big one unless your teenage son wears a size 14 or size 15. And so when people think about sending gifts in a shoebox, I think sometimes it's difficult to get their head around you know, what goes into this shoebox and how actually transformative it can be to a child's life to receive what's in it. Can you talk about that? Sure. Well, we do ask that you start with a regular size shoebox so that everyone can have a, an equal gift. But a great shoebox is really what God leads you to pack. So you're going to choose a boy or a girl, and there are three age categories. And then we ask that uh, you start with a great wow item so that when that child opens up the box, it kind of says Merry Christmas. So you're going mm -hmm. to have a large stuffed animal, a doll, a soccer ball and pump. And then I say just Fill that box full of Jesus's love with good, high quality, brand new items, some school supplies. Often it's our gifts that allow a child to get an education. Your toothbrush may be the only toothbrush that they have um, to call their own in their family and other fun and exciting gifts. Um, we do ask for a $10 donation to cover ministry expenses. And I'll share mm -hmm. more about that later. But the most important item you can pack in your gift, as you can imagine, is prayer. Prayer for the yeah. child who will be receiving it. Right. Um, and on that note of how it can transform a life, I like to explain it this way. If I were to ask you to come out to Cherrydale Baptist for a social event, I'm sure you would have to check your calendar to see if you have room in there for one more fun and exciting event. Sure. Where these boxes are going, there is not much in the way of corporate fun and exciting things going. So when a child receives an invitation to an outreach event, they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know they're getting a gift. They just know that the local church is inviting them to a party and their families can come. Mm -hmm. And so 
um, I say it's think of the energy of a vacation Bible school closing ceremony. There's decorations, there's yeah. singing, there's lots of laughter. Um, and then the children hear the gospel and our ministry leaders get great training and great ministry tools to equip them to do this in a culturally appropriate child-friendly way. So they're using these big pictures um, to right. tell the life of Jesus. And then the children are given a gospel booklet in their own language. Um, we, we call it the greatest gift. And that booklet has those exact same pictures that those teachers have used. So mm-hmm. that even if the child isn't reading, they are equipped to remember the story and share it as children will share it with their family members, their neighbors, the shopkeeper on the way home. Yeah. And then, yeah. With no strings attached, they're given this gift. Now, often this is the first gift they've received. And yet I have heard time and again of s- stories of children, the, the message that there is a God who knows them, created them, loves them, has a hopeful plan for their lives is so revolutionary that at the end, they're willing to turn in the gift as long as they can go home with that yeah. gospel booklet. Which in many ways brings us to Alex. Alex, thanks for being on and for joining us. I think people can hear things like Operation Christmas Child and abstractly think it might make a difference. But mm-hmm. personally, it's made a difference in your life at the the height of tribal unrest in the Rwandan government and all the things that were going on. You experienced what it was like to have genocide claim the life of your caregivers. And as a result, yeah. um, you eventually ended up in an orphanage. And in that orphanage, right. you received a shoebox from Operation Christmas Child. And there's so much we could talk about that, but eventually God used that moment of difficulty and and horrible things to now change your life. And you're actually involved with Operation Christmas Child. Tell us a little bit about what it would be like that growing up in the midst of that environment, having all the instability and all the difficulty, and then in the midst of that receiving hope in the form of a shoebox and how it changed your life. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Brian, for having me. It's It's such a joy for me to be able to share about the impact of Operation Christmas Child it had on my life and it ha- is having on children all over the world. Uh, growing up in that country of Rwanda, a time when uh, that tribal unrest was at its greatest, it was such a, a hard time for the people of Rwanda. And what we know about the genocide that took place didn't just start overnight. It was due to hatred that had been planted in people's hearts back in the 1800s where the people of Rwanda once united, were divided in different tribes, and hatred was created among the two of, among the tribes. Mm-hmm. And that hatred continued to grow to the point where, on April six uh, to July fourth, nineteen ninety four, million people lost their lives. And unfortunately, that included my grandmother and my uncle, who were taking care of me at that time. Uh, me and my family we lived in a small little village uh, outside of the capital city, and we were among the Tutsi tribe that was being killed. And I remember when we, when the genocide started immediately, we were attacked and my grandmother and my uncle were killed. And I would, me and my brother and my sister would run from family to family. But yes. during this time, God was doing so many miracles to protect us. Um, but at that time, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. So everything that I was going through, everything that was happening, I was just running for my life. And I and, love how you said that, that God was doing so many miracles to protect yeah. you and that sometimes in looking back, we can see those a lot clearly than when we're experiencing them. That's right. If I just kind of 
get you to this point where we're talking about in your story that no one, I mean, those are amazing miracles, clear miracles that we can let of God's provision. And sometimes I don't, I don't think we, we grasp that sometimes miracles look different. And so you find yourself ultimately in an orphanage and you get a miracle in a box. Talk about what it was like when you received that box yourself. Yeah. So right out after the genocide, uh, I'm putting an orphan in this orphanage. And while I was in this orphanage, Samaritan's Purse was in Rwanda already uh, in 1994, responding, helping people physically, uh, just like they're responding to uh, the crisis in Ukraine right now. And they were helping people physically in Rwanda because the genocide was a disaster happening. Mm-hmm. And so a year later, in 1995, they bring Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. And it was such a special day when you were told to line up in the yard. And they said, today, you're going to get a gift. And all of us, 250 of us, we line up and they hand out these gifts. And imagine, have, just have this image in your mind, 250 kids opening a gift for the very first time. Yeah. That I was powerful. Yeah. Alex, thanks for sharing that. And, and, and yeah. if you're listening to the show, I really wish you could see Alex because there's no way if you saw <laughs> how youthful he looks that you could believe that he was a kid in 2005. Uh, I feel like you were just a kid back in 2015, Alex. So I'm yeah. aging myself a little bit. No, it's, and, it's, um, if yeah. I may jump in real quick, it's uh, yeah. I meant to say I meant to say 1995. Oh, 1995. 1995. Okay. Even more so. You probably did say 1995, and I heard it wrong because that even makes it even more amazing uh, yeah. in, in just taking a look at you. Fun, but yeah. obviously, in a show like this, we don't have the opportunity to tell your whole story, but mm-hmm. your whole story is out there. Would you tell people where they could read it or connect with it or watch it if they wanted? Yeah. So the rest of my story and the many stories of uh, testimonies that God has written, uh, you know, Janine mentioned about 198 million uh, shoeboxes. That's children who have received the shoeboxes. There's Mm -hmm. so many stories that we've come to listen. You can find my story and many other stories at SamaritansFirst.org and slash OCC. You can uh, go to the video tab and you can type in any of the names or shoebox stories. You can find it. And that website is samaritansfirst.org slash OCC. Alex, you can have my job. You just did that better than what I was going to do it. So I'm going to leave it there for people to go to the video tab there at samaritansfirst.org forward slash OCC and learn more. But Janina, I kind of want to head back to you for a moment. You know, everyone has a different story. And God in his uniqueness and his kindness and his sovereignty weaves threads together, so to speak, in the tapestry of our lives to place us in positions where we can make a difference. And so eventually, one of the places he placed you was volunteering with Operation Christmas Child. How did that occur? And then how, when now knowing Alex personally and meeting many others with stories very similar to Alex, how's that influenced you personally in your life and your walk with God? Sure. So when my family moved to Northern Virginia several years ago, I was looking for a way to serve and connect in my new church. And I saw that like at my old church, Terrydale Baptist participated in Operation Christmas Child. So I volunteered to help promote the ministry and collect shoeboxes. Well, at Operation Christmas Child, we call that being a project leader. And mm-hmm. so a few months later, a few, someone from the ministry called to thank me for my service and ask if I would want to be a year-round volunteer. But Jamie did something much more than that. She helped me to make the connection between what we were doing here at the local level and growing and equipping the global church. And like a lot of people, I saw shoeboxes as a great way to bring joy to a child and let them to have an opportunity to learn about Jesus. 
but I really wasn't making that bigger picture connection. Mm -hmm. So now as a year round volunteer, one of my greatest privileges is the many opportunities to meet Alex and the other shoebox recipients and to learn the miraculous stories of how these simple gifts really are making a spiritual impact in a person's life, changing the way parents treat their children, transforming communities. Um, It really is miraculous. And then the privilege of meeting my international counterparts. We are a ministry of volunteers. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, about 9,000 year round in the U.S., about another 6,000 globally. All I have to do in D.C. is let people know about the ministry and ask them ask them to pack shoeboxes. Meanwhile, some of them are literally risking their lives to get the gospel out. And so for me, yeah, it's a privilege and it's just very humbling um, to serve alongside them and to live intentionally. um, And yeah, and Alex, for you, I don't know that you could ever imagine that you'd go from a place where you're receiving something like this in Mm -hmm. the middle of an amazing crisis to now you have the opportunity to make a difference in sending these in the lives of the kids. How does that make you feel as God uses you that way? Yeah, it is such a privilege to be on this side of the of this of the story. Uh, when I uh, when I'm packing shoeboxes myself, and I remember that favorite item that I got, the hair comb that I kept for uh, for three years as a seven year old, going everywhere. You know that washcloth that I used, the recurring books that created new memories in my mind and took away the 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 uh, the constant genocide memories and mm-hmm. it was such a powerful moment so when i packed that shoebox today i'm i'm picturing a child who is going mm-hmm. to be reminded how much god loves them and how much um they they're loved they're cared for and through the local church they're going to hear that message of the good news of jesus christ yeah and obviously janine you talked about it, alex you referred about it that it's not just a shoebox, even though a shoebox right. would be enough, right? But yeah. it is this opportunity to talk about the God who loves them enough that motivated mm-hmm. that shoebox, but more importantly, motivated for them redemption through Jesus That's Christ right. and, and what he done. Now, I want to jump ahead so we don't miss this, Janine. You know, things like Operation Christmas Child, they don't happen in a vacuum. Uh, you know, it relies heavily on support from volunteers, so let's talk about that, because some people are like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to go to SamaritansPurse.org first slash OCC. But what are some of the ways that someone could volunteer? What sort of the positions and how could they get involved as they've been listening to the show and thinking, ah, this is a way to make a difference that I think I should be a part of? Absolutely. So basically, you can become involved in one of two ways. Perhaps God is calling you to work within your own sphere of influence, your church, community group, place of business, and become a project leader. Be the person who tells others about the ministry and teaches them about how to pack shoeboxes. And, you know, sometimes in a church, I'm sure you can attest to this as a pastor, a pastor just needs somebody willing to take the lead to introduce a new ministry. They have enough on their plate already. So if you're motivated by what you're hearing today and you go to the website and you get some more information, we will equip you and help you. But it's a simple, short term, it can be no cost to the church way to not only get everybody together to work in a great commission project, but also we are always amazed at the many touch points of ministry on what we call this side of the the shoebox. For instance, at my own church, I see senior citizens praying with youth at their box packing party. I see teens learning how to serve the body of Christ by manning the information table. I see little kids using their hands to pack pencil pouches. Um, And if you have other congregations meeting at your church, it's something that we can bring everybody together 
um, to work together. Um, so that's ca being called a project leader and there will mm -hmm. be workshops around the country the weekend of September 9th through 11th. You'll just go to that Samaritan's Purse website. I can tell you that in Washington, D.C., we'll host one at Capitol Hill Baptist Church on Saturday, September 10th at 10 a.m., but you can register for whatever is convenient to you. So that's being a project leader in your own sphere of influence. If you'd like to join the army of 15,000 year-round volunteers mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. the world, um, again, the website can tell you about the many ways you can do that. Um, to our listeners, I just remind us all, God's given us different skill sets, different talents, different resources, and we need the body of Christ to make this ministry successful. So maybe you're being called to pray year-round. Maybe you feel comfortable to engage with other churches, community groups, uh, student groups. We need churches who want to open their doors for one week in September. I'm in November. It's that third week of November, right before Thanksgiving. Accept these shoe boxes and greet your neighbor donors in the name of Christ. Amen. So again, all the information is on that website and there's a volunteer interest form. And trust me, uh, area coordinators like myself will be happy to follow up with you and get you all the information you need. Yeah, and I love some of the points that you made there. One of them specifically is, is how Operation Christmas Child comes along and equips. There's this right. misunderstanding many times that God only calls those who are already equipped. Rather, it's the other way around. He equips mm -hmm. those that he calls. When we mm -hmm. go through scripture, we look at the disciples, we look at so many people. They didn't have a resume per se that says, oh, you're going to be a disciple who's going to change the world. They knew how to fish. But God mm -hmm. says, all right, I'm going to call you and teach you how to fish for men. And so mm -hmm. if right now your heart is stirring and you hear someone say, ah, this really connects with my spirit, but I don't think I have the skill set. Let's not worry about that right now. Let's instead follow the calling of God. Go to SamaritansPurse.org forward slash OCC, find out more, and then see some of the ways that you can connect. Obviously, you mentioned ways you can volunteer, and I appreciate some of the other ways that you mentioned how people can support, for example, like prayer uh, and mm -hmm. other things in that way. And so are there other types of ways outside of volunteering that you would encourage people to support them, Janine? Absolutely. This is the beauty of the ministry. There's something everybody can do. So it, you can be packing shoe boxes, you can be praying and or you can be providing financial support. So again, all the information you need to for how to pack a shoe box is on our website. Um, and with that shoe box that you provide, we do request a $10 tax deductible donation. Now that's going to get your shoe box from here, literally to the ends of the earth, which is a great deal if you've ever been to the post office. But more importantly, mm -hmm. it allows us to equip and train our global ministry partners and provide that gospel booklet for the children. Um, and the website will also tell you where and when to drop off your shoe boxes in November. In the prayer department, we need people praying year round for the children who will receive these gifts, that their hearts will be transformed. And finally, as you can imagine, when you're moving millions of items to over 100 countries every year, there are financial costs and your financial contributions will also um, provide our discipleship ministry. I'm not sure if we've even had a chance to talk about that. Besides evangelization, we have a 12-week discipleship ministry that wherever possible, those children are invited to. Mm. Um, and those together grow the church. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, Janine and Alex, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure the listeners right now who are hearing this show, we're grateful uh, for your story, Alex, Janine, you. for your story, but also how you're willing to step in and to make a difference, showing the mm -hmm. truth about who God is. And so we've said this many times already on the show, but 
probably deserves at least one more time. You, if you have information questions, rather, if you have questions that you need information about, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org forward slash OCC. There are other places you can go as well. If you're a Facebook person, you can go to Facebook.com forward slash OCC shoeboxes. Uh, they have an Instagram feed slash Operation Christmas Child, a Twitter feed slash OCC underscore shoeboxes. Basically, they have a way for you to find out information no matter which way you connect via social media or the internet. And this is just a reminder, folks, as we listen to the power of what seems to be a very small thing that God uses just about anything if we choose to step in and to trust him and to follow him and obey. And so, Janine, thank you. Alex, thank you. I do encourage people to go to Operation Christmas Child, click on the video link and hear more about your story as it will continue to encourage us. And and thank you for being a part today. If you would like to know more or hear the show again, you can go to uh, goodnewsforthecity.com, click on the podcast there, maybe pass it along to a friend. If you'd like to talk to someone at WAVA, you can send an email to comment at WAVA.com. Or if you'd like to talk to me personally, you can call me the church. I can be reached at 703-729-3900. That's 703-729-3900. 3,900. Thanks for joining us today and for listening. We look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to you being back next week as we continue to talk about this reality that it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.